0: Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom is busy getting a, another award, <laughs> Mr. Award Man. Today it's the Iconic Award, whatever that means. And it meant so much to him that he was wearing gym shorts to accept it. So, you know, Scott, Scott Jameson shows up in like a suit and tie, and Tom's like, in, Gym shorts. Oh lovely So, anyway, that's, that's my darling Anyway, welcome to the Tom Bernard Show, Catherine Brandt
1: and Andy
2: Brandt-Bernard
0: Cassie Schrader And we'll be right back
2: When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com.
0: Very nice. I just thought of something I probably made Michael Bryant mad at me. <laughs> oh
4: no. <laughs> well,
0: I I I, I this attorney was at our house, and it wasn't Michael Bryant, <laughs> and he um, set, he found out that our house is on the market, and he said, mm-hmm. I, I always sell my own house. I hate paying real estate people. <laughs>
5: oh. Hmm.
0: I'm not sure if he didn't realize that I'm a real estate <laughs> person. I, I would pay... I'd give...
4: Take care of it for me. Absolutely. I don't want to deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, so yeah. much
1: of it is obnoxious. But was, as a realtor, I'm sure he has. He's got no problem filling out billions of forms.
0: Yeah. No. He's he's he was an attorney. I mean,
1: an attorney. Whatever.
0: Well, I know, but I just like you know, I, I it just it just irritated me because I know how hard that it, it, it is to be a real estate agent because yes. I've been doing this now for six years, mm-hmm. and I mean. It, not everybody has 300 you know 3 million dollar properties that they're selling so you have to sell a lot of things just to you have to sell you have to sell probably a half a million dollars worth of real estate every year just to be an agent yes because you have to pay for omissions and errors insurance and you have mm-hmm. to pay for all this stuff so anyway um and, and it's a ton of work and sometimes nothing ever happens Mm-hmm. Sometimes people decide that they want uh, 40% more than their home is worth and you either agree with it or you don't get the listing. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't sell, they think that you're a terrible real estate person. so they fire you and get somebody else mm-hmm. and then they lower the price and then it sells. And then that agent is a yeah. genius and you're stupid. I mean it's just kind of it's just like that you yeah. know that's just how it is.
4: My dad was a real estate agent. Uh, well, he was probably an agent at the worst time in the housing market when it was the late 70s early 80s into the 90s
0: interest rates yeah and that was
4: hard to sell a house back then i mean he was constantly trying to you know sell, 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 but it was just so hard because it was hard for people to get loans with that high interest rate. Right. So I I used to go with my dad when he would, somebody wanted to put their house on the market. So he would have me hold the measuring tape so we can measure rooms and stuff like that. So I remember doing all that and watching him, you know, all the paperwork and it's a lot of work.
0: It is a lot of work. But the, but the point was, is that this guy is an attorney Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he, he isn't a contingency attorney, like, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Bryant doesn't get paid unless he wins the case. Yeah. Uh, he's not like that. This guy isn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
4: he wants a retainer. Uh,
0: lots of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> front. And, and, and lots of money per hour. Yeah. So, for him to say that to me was kind of just like being punched in the jaw. Yeah. And um, so I posted about it, not thinking of all the attorneys that actually do work on contingencies. <laughs> so, sorry, Michael. It wasn't directed at you at all. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> like a realtor. Put my foot in it again. A realtor
4: basically is like a lawyer on contingency. No, you
0: don't... we are not like attorneys at all. Yeah, you're well, not no, allowed but to I mean, say like, that. You don't, you don't get like,
4: I mean, but you don't get paid unless you sell or buy you unless know, we
0: close close on a house yeah. Yes. unless you, you, close. you know that's like
4: winning a case I mean you have to close yeah. on the house and yeah. then I and know. all your hard work gets paid for so yeah
0: well I mean some attorneys work on a contingency basis but mm-hmm. some of them are, are doing corporate law and they're charging yeah. you know five thousand mm-hmm. dollars an hour to do you know things so anyway so I apologize to all the attorneys out there that work <laughs> on a contingency <laughs> it just was like such a yeah. What a thing to say. I was. Yeah, like, but it's a
4: lawyer, so yeah. they think they know well, it all. And sometimes. I understand.
0: I mean, I believe me. I have worked with real estate people that mm-hmm. are scam artists. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the people that get into an industry, and lawyers too, and every 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 single thing that you know get in in it to try to figure out how to manipulate the system so that they can get more than they should. Yeah, there just are people like that, and I've worked with real estate people like that. Yeah. Have. They're not any fun, but they are out there, but not all of us are like that.
4: Yeah. Well, my my cousin Jamie, she she's been she used to do loans and she was like an underwriter for a long time and she slowly has worked her way now she is a real estate agent. She's worked very hard to get to where she's at and she's a very honest, you know, person too. So, I mean, I, I'm very proud of her for doing it. I just I almost got into real estate myself. I'm like, I just, I can't do it. I yeah. can't
0: do it. I have a love-hate relationship with real estate.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to just if, have... If you have a
0: good client, it's great. Yes, yes. And if you don't have good clients, it can be your worst nightmare. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that's just kind of how everything is.
1: I would again. have really liked what I was going to do. Uh, I got my license so I could go, you know, buy houses. Not like flip them per se, but... We had, like, a company that basically I was the scout for houses that needed to be rehabbed, but then that all fell apart. Yeah. Didn't work out.
4: Well, I just, um, oh, gosh, what was it a news story or something, or, or maybe it was a, a guest I was trying to look up, something about um, how a lot of people, a lot of these um, real estate agents who like to buy these houses and flip them, mm-hmm. and then they're not making a big profit or anything, and he's saying, you know, don't be um, hesitant to put it as a rental property, you know. Right. And I know for a while rental properties were real hot because as a...
0: well they still are.
4: Are they still...
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people are sitting on the fence um, because they just don't know what's going to happen with the economy. Exactly. And with all of this hatred towards Trump, uh-huh. people there are a lot of people that think he's going to be impeached mm-hmm. and... The world's going to change, Ridiculous. and they don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's kind of what the narrative is out there right now, in in a lot of well, arenas.
4: I'm, I'm wondering if with now, did he change the law where you can't write off your interest and property tax? No,
1: Dad complains about that a lot, but it only really affects people with an income over a hundred thousand okay. dollars.
0: Well, it it it's if your property taxes are over ten thousand dollars, yeah, mm-hmm. which
1: most people's aren't. That's a lot of property. Well,
0: tax. Well, it's it's it is a lot of property tax, but there are certain areas where property taxes are high, you know,
5: mm-hmm.
0: and um, it, it it so you can write up write off up to ten thousand dollars. It used to be you could do all of your property taxes, mm-hmm. no matter how expensive they were, and now it's only ten thousand dollars. So and you know if, if you've got I mean some places on Lake Minnetonka, my God, they're paying hundred thousand dollars a year and yeah. more. So that's a huge hit for somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if they're wealthy, all of a sudden, so, you know, $90,000 out of your pocket is, is a lot of money. So but is, this
1: will drive property values down where they do need to be driven down, though.
0: Yeah, But the luxury market, I think, has been kind of taking a hit around, at least in Minneapolis. I mean, I obviously, you know, San Francisco, New York, L.A., they're always going to be crazy high because everybody yeah. wants to live there. But here where we have winters yes (laughs) very very harsh winters it's harder for us to maintain those kind of property values yeah
4: nobody buys a winter home in minnesota no not unless you really
0: like to cross-country ski or
4: something
1: yeah some people buy like cabins but yeah
0: that's true so um, I was watching the news this morning because I wanted to see what the weather was going to do, and apparently we're going to get up to maybe two inches of rain and maybe some tornadoes. So everybody when? needs to today.
5: Today, yeah. Oh. So
0: everybody needs to kind of watch the weather. But they were talking about these new, um, and, and I mean it's all been all over social media. I'm sure you guys have seen some of these stories about um, the facial recognition software. Yes, your, like your phone is you can mm-hmm. you take a picture and that's your password. Yeah, and how people would prefer to give up their privacy to have the convenience of not having to remember passwords because there's never anything that doesn't that you you can do on the internet that might not be sold to somebody including mm-hmm. your face
4: yeah true
0: mm-hmm. I, and i don't know i mean you know, okay so we, we've got, we've got me who remembers most of my life was before internet mm-hmm. and before all of this stuff you got you were kind of like sort of well i i remember
4: everything before i mean i remember when the internet came out and i was like whoa this is awesome you Mm -hmm. know right because i mean the only computer um i had prior to owning a you know when the internet came out and we bought a desktop Mm -hmm. um was the mac we had the mac the mac at at school and we played like oregon Oregon trail Trail, yeah (laughs) And it had, like, a <laughs> black screen with, like, orange or green font on it. Yes. Yeah, it had, like, three I mean, colors. That's what we had. Yeah. And it was always crashing. Yeah, and we had the floppy disks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we had. So, that, I mean, that's how I learned how to use a computer. And it's just... But it came very quick for me to learn. Sure. Yeah. Versus, like, my, my dad. It took him yeah, a little because bit because you had them
0: in schools in yeah. school, too. You were, mm-hmm. uh, you were using them. But I just... I really do wonder just because of all the convenience and technology changing so fast and people just accepting it. And also it's kind of like a badge of honor to keep up with the latest technology and know about the newest app for this and, and mm-hmm. you know, have the best phone and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's a good idea to allow these companies to be able to use all of your information.
4: I don't know. I mean, it's... if you
0: don't have anything, you say, oh, I don't have anything to hide and I don't really care and my life is boring, but – stuff can happen i mean people can you know i mean people's lives have been fairly ruined by identity theft mm -hmm. and if they've got your face too yeah well and
4: how how um secure i mean what happens if there's somebody that looks similar to me i mean how well is it detecting my face to know that it is me because like my sister and i we look a lot alike so
0: well i've been tagged mm -hmm. um in uh, photos of alex I've oh, been really? out there and I've been tagged on it. Okay, so that. All right, so. Because there are certain angles where you really cannot tell us apart. Exactly,
4: and that's how my sister and I are. So it's like, you know is it really that secure i mean exactly um i would rather almost i almost prefer the thumbprint because my thumbprint is unique to me and only yeah i like
1: fingerprints you know and i have a fingerprint reader on my phone and it's easier than having to go like this every time yeah like you pick up your phone you just naturally put your finger on the thing and there you go
4: yeah so i i don't know why it's so convenient when you could i mean just use the same password for everything you know what I mean? Right. Like,
0: well, I, is there any... Okay, so technically I could punch you out, mm-hmm. use your thumb to put on your phone to open your phone. Mm-hmm. But you could but easily could it, put my... If I'm knocked out
5: on the yeah, floor... The face do thing. your
0: eyes have to be open?
4: I don't, I don't know. know. Or is it just recognize? Prop them up
0: with... <laughs> with with pin, scotch Pin tape. them open. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get into
4: your phone. Oh, that sounds like a... Like a skit somewhere on some type of like... So desperate to use your telephone for free. (laughs) Well, honestly, I mean, for for safety issues, I do not lock my phone. Because if I'm ever in a car accident or I get hurt somewhere and I have my phone on me, if somebody needs to get a hold of my husband or one of my kids and they can't get into my phone... I have Dave. You list- can
1: um you can use a phone that's locked. At least mine. Yeah, um, can't you call 9-1-1? Emergency services. You
4: could call nine one one, but like if let's say um I get in a car accident right. or whatever, and I'm knocked out and I need somebody to call my husband for me, mm-hmm. or I'm incapacitated. Maybe I'm like you know out of it, but I can still talk.
0: Probably still need an ambulance. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, they can call 911, but if for somebody to get a hold of my family, my yeah. next of kin... You can
1: add emergency contacts in that menu.
4: Can you, you can. Add, <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I, well, I that's have, good to that's know. That's a
1: new thing, but yeah. Like, I have the option to add whoever I want to that emergency contact menu. Yeah. So Okay, I'll have whoever. to delve
4: into my phone to see, you know, and you that you have basically abyss. the
1: same phone as me, so yeah.
4: Yeah, cause, and then I label Dave as an ICE, as in case in of case emergency, of okay. yeah. you know... So yeah. it just always made me where nervous. Oh,
0: you
1: button. just
4: oh,
0: Andy's gonna fix oh. it up for you. So you go like that
1: oh, but yours is not locked.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lock screen. I don't have it. See, set I have up. Oh, to well, have a lock because of my real estate mm-hmm. stuff. They, well, yeah, if you it, don't have a lock screen, but I do it have a takes thing, over.
4: I do have a yeah. thing on my phone where I can, for like let's say my banking apps and everything. If I click on my banking app, I have to put in a passcode to get into my banking app.
1: I have the same thing, but with a fingerprint. Yeah.
4: yeah, so you can actually, there's there's software you can get for your phone where specific apps you want unlocked, not your whole phone, but just okay. your specific apps, like yep. your email, banking information, okay. etc. Samsung's
1: really on top of that whole thing. Hello.
4: Hi. Yeah.
1: You no comedian, just you?
4: I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Her yeah, name that is like alright. Anderson Anderson. Who's going to be at Royal Comedy? Kristen Just, Anderson Anderson. But she's not booked until two. It says. Yeah, but I told them to come in early if uh, they would like to. Um, yeah, it's, yeah since know, we're we know, have a skeleton crew you, today. Yes, yeah. we do. But yeah, her her last name is Anderson Anderson, but it's Anderson The first Anderson, Anderson is S E N. The second Anderson is
6: S O N. Oh, that's so interesting.
0: <laughs> so what? One's Norwegian, and, an interesting and one's. Interesting
6: part is uh, I think a marketing group came up with that choice for her. Oh is what I understand. I have a relative, and I brought it up, and she goes, oh, we came up with that for her. It's not her real name? No, 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 no. She is Anderson, but to choose to use that as her, like, stage name, both of them, Rather than just choosing an O-N uh, or E N,
5: yes,
0: because then she us. can
1: talk about. She can be like, "Well, this <laughs> yeah, exactly. and especially yeah. in
0: Minnesota, where Anderson is like everybody knows." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the difference between
6: oh, the E N an and Anderson? the O N.
5: Sure,
4: yeah. I know an Anderson. I know a couple Andersons. <laughs> Absolutely.
6: <laughs> but we, we, I interrupted. We, What's the difference we were, between E uh, N and O N? Sen E N
1: is Danish, and O N is Norwegian. Yeah. Mostly, not always, but we see a lot more O Ns in Minnesota. Yes, that makes sense.
7: Yeah.
4: All right Well, right we down. gotta take a quick break. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah, we'll be back uh, on the Tom Bernard Show.
7: I'm Brad Huckle, President of North American Banking Company.
0: Boy, that's a rainy day song. Have I ever heard one? It's a good song. Yes. It's Nirvana, right? Song. No, this is no. So White Stripes. It's, yes, Nirvana. Uh, <laughs> but we're back without Tom Bernard because he is out winning awards all over town, you know, as he does. In his gym shorts. In his gym shorts.
6: Today, award day?
0: Uh, it's the Iconic Award.
6: Iconic. Ooh. I don't really
0: know what it is. Oh, I'm he's going to sure come up exp- with the
6: Big Ego Iconic I'm sure, Award. I'm
0: sure he explained it to me, but I didn't listen as usual. Because <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah. He, he gets an award every week lately. I guess it's just and his turn. The Billboard turn.
1: Icon Award.
0: Oh, it's Billboard. Oh, oh Wait. The, no. Is it, uh, no, I know, I didn't
1: know. That is an award in that business, but that's not what he As got. Except for clear Channel gives out awards for those
6: most on billboards. So. I have yeah. absolutely no <laughs> idea. What what, you
0: buy? Are you saying that he the bought most, that you know, award? award? He could have. We were just talking about before you, kept, you popped in that uh, about this facial so, oh, recognition yeah, software. It's like, what do you think about it?
6: Well, my wife has it because she has it on her new phone. Mm-hmm. Um and I heard Andy talk about the thumbprint, which I like, the thumbprint, but the mm-hmm. problem is I didn't set up both hands. So sometimes oh. I have like, my right yeah. hand and then I can't open it, but I can, I always have my face. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking at the phone.
1: <laughs> On my <laughs> phone, you true. can set up as many fingerprints as you want. So actually, yeah, one trick is, that. I'm sure you've noticed that it doesn't always work when you do your fingerprint, even sure. though it's the right finger. So or what you every, do is yeah. you register that finger twice. So you do it, and then you register it as a new finger again. To do the
6: same finger more than once. See, mine mine only Mm
0: -hmm. lets me do it like six times, and then it makes me put in my password.
6: Only six. Like six Only times. Only six.
0: And then and then I put or if I if I restart my phone, I have to yeah, always put it. in my password.
1: There's an option to have it so if you put in your password
6: three times incorrectly, it wipes your phone. Oh,
0: oh,
1: I don't have that crazy. option. Yeah, that no, would there's be very bad. My
6: kids are constantly putting in the wrong password to get into our phones.
1: Or like imagine accidentally, yeah. you know, it unlocks in your pocket, and then you take out your phone and it's oh. wiped. It's like, well, yeah, who's gonna use that option? I
0: remember one time
1: a criminal oh
0: this many Mm -hmm. low those many years ago we had one of these little i I don't even know what it was it was uh, like the first electronic uh contacts list sort of thing and you had Mm -hmm. to like you had to sit there the rolodex thing yeah but it was a small little thing and i was like it's gonna be so great to get rid of having that big you know address (laughs) book and stuff and i put everybody in there like i don't know 300 contacts and i had to use this little stylus and it was a horrible little device but it was like one of the first ones so i got it all done and i showed tom i'm like it's so great i'm gonna be able to throw away this giant old scratched out address book he had there was a button on there that i didn't know about (laughs) delete all and the first thing he did was delete Uh, oh no you probably
6: couldn't read this fine print i couldn't
0: believe it so what a piece of crap. Was that like, like a BlackBerry know, or something? It wasn't even that No, electronic good. organizers, those terrible. were a thing oh, for a little while. Oh, I remember while. those. Yeah. It was My... probably a Radio Shack thing, mm-hmm. you know, that I thought was really cool. I it's,
1: mean, it's like, you know, uh, well, but, but he could have taken a normal Rolodex and thrown it into a fire. It's not the
6: Rolodex's fault. That he ruined it.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You should never have like a one button that just deletes all when you just. Well, press that, it. you no. know what that
6: was? That was pre. Are you sure? Yeah. Question. Yes. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. sure delete all? Because he, he
0: just wanted to delete like a person because uh, he's like, oh, that's not their oh, right number, yeah. and he didn't know how to edit it, so he was, trying he to was help just you. In Tom's yeah. way. That was
1: that was <laughs> back when every computer electronic thing was programmed by someone who had like a master's in assembly from MIT and figured that, you know, oh, well, if I can if this way works for me, then it uh, works for yeah, everyone because yeah. yeah. user-friendliness was not a thing back no. then.
6: That's why you used to have to type in and dos like your commands like oh, run this yeah. and this. And
1: if you, didn't know the, if you didn't know the command, then yeah. too bad. And what, what's Bios
4: weird is like some of this technology that we're talking about wasn't that long ago. That's how no. far ten we've advanced.
1: Years, yeah. In like well, ten iPhones years. they're like ten years old or something. Oh no, they're well, way older that. I think we're at fifteen. That. Oh, yeah. for that. What? No. Windows, Windows, okay.
6: Windows is seventeen years old. No, Windows is much 70. older. Windows it has one. To be older. Uh, there was
1: ninety five.
6: Windows 9, oh, I think yeah, Windows 1
1: came out in like 88 or something like that. It
4: was late 80s, Windows came out, and then like.
1: But no one used it. So, so like, what's that? Yeah, because they sucked. were trying
0: They were trying to make. A,
1: 30 years.
4: No. Yeah. PC
0: act like a Mac, right? That yeah. was the whole point. Yeah,
1: here just, we go. Yeah. iPhones, 11 years. Yeah.
0: It really? It feels mm-hmm. like I've had one for my I know. whole life it now. It really does. 11
6: years is a long time. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> <Not> yeah. Really? Yeah.
4: <laughs> But when the, you're elderly. Like, in the scope mean, of technology. How, how long until I mean,
6: we get rid of them? The, in well, 11 years, do we not have to have this anymore? Who
1: knows? It'll happen. And eventually, we'll find out some better way to do it. Well, when, I'm
4: just wondering if we're hitting a plateau when it comes to personal technology like cell phones and stuff. We because,
6: definitely are. Because it's yeah. like,
4: I don't know how much more advanced Well, Google
6: we, tried, and I paid $1,500 for those glasses. The glasses, yeah. Did you really? On oh yeah
0: okay so tell, was what, what was said. what what were they supposed to do i don't need i didn't
6: they were, i never they even were cool. paid the problem is the marketing got crashed because everyone called it creepy because yeah. you could just wink and start videotaping oh yeah they call, <laughs> that and is then creepy. on um i think it's an appropriate word to say glass holes uh. mm. yeah yeah right yeah, that's that's yeah. and they did that on silicon valley one of the f- the first seasons they said oh one of the yeah glass holes is yeah. at the yeah, 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 bar yeah. watch out mm-hmm. and that, that definitely right after that they were down stupid, down stupid
1: to include that feature because they should have known that everyone would see someone
6: with them yeah. as a potential so, like covert yeah recorder. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you bought a pair i bought a pair because i have a website that has video games so any new technology I want to get that because there was so, uh, apps. There was an app market. So instead right of away. using
0: a joystick or a mouse or whatever, you would just, you're, you yeah, would just your yeah. That's it. Eyes you would have to, would just, yeah. You, you would move, track your yep. eyes
6: for the video game part. You would move your eyes to the left or up or maybe your head, because one of the that's most popular crazy. things was it was a golf trainer on there, mm-hmm. and so as you moved your head, golfing, and a lot of people were using it for golf.
4: Oh, oh. I could see that because yeah. you see where you how your swing is, like your body. Movement. And I
6: think it tracked the ball, maybe. Right? It'll, because it would do
1: distance? That technology will come back. Yeah. They'll, they'll refine it and it'll come back. <laughs>
4: Just for golf. <laughs> I
6: mean, Samsung was, a lot of companies were working on it.
1: And now yeah. they've all switched to VR, which is similar, yeah. but yeah. different. Well, it's like the complete opposite. I get like motion right? sickness. It, with now VR. it's like well, sitting at home and at and glasses. glasses. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that, well, Microsoft had something, Smart Glass or something yeah. like that. They're working on that technology and they're still working on it. Okay. But, you know.
0: I don't like that. Yeah. I think Being Google able to didn't... video people without their consent is not yeah. cool. Well, I mean I know do... that I know people that are out on the sidewalk, you you don't have any right of privacy just I think walking it would, around yeah, out there. It must have but, been video. but still so I think people we're...
6: do that all the time. They have the side pocket, they put their yeah. iPhone yeah. there and but, I'm always like whenever someone holds their pocket don't... in the iPhone I'm like. They could be recording. Don't you
0: think Mm -hmm. that we should maybe there should start to be some laws about some privacy with recording? I mean, they've got to do something about it. Because with technology getting so advanced, you have no idea what people are doing with your image. Well, yeah, it's like
1: you're not legally allowed to record a conversation, but you can videotape someone. That's weird. Oh, really? That doesn't make any sense. That's a nice law. But it's so hard,
4: because if you're in a public... Place. How can you? You have sit? no
6: expectation of privacy. Yeah, yeah.
4: exactly. Well, so. if you're
6: in a public place, the four other people that may be there could be seeing it. So why not the whole world? Well, mm-hmm. technically <laughs>
1: speaking, if you are in your house,
0: of editing software yeah. that's so amazing. That's what. <laughs> if you're in your
1: house in front of a window, you have no expectation of privacy. Ooh. If someone records you through your window, that's fair game. Oops. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? I have my blinds
6: down yep. all the time, just for yeah. that reason. Yeah. What a
0: sad thing. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's a, so, but there's a peeping Tom. I mean, there's, there's laws against people looking in your window. I think they
6: can't be on your property, but if they're videotaping from the street. If they have to like, if they have to like climb
1: up or, you know, like if they can't just see you walking by and then look into your window, that's, that's no privacy. But if they have to like, you know, go onto your
6: property and, you know. Yeah, if someone's walking down weird street They're allowed to look in your window It's creepy Kids do it all the time And I constantly remind my kids We don't look in windows Yep Because why wouldn't they want to see What other people are What's going on They don't know that it's weird Yeah, they don't know it's a weird thing So it's a social law Not a
0: Is our guest on Skype
6: Is
1: Skype of course, Skype so is Skype. Oh, well, Skype only, has been
4: terrible lately. They uh, did these updates and it's been
1: Oh, yeah. Tell them to call again. All
4: right. I will get on that right away.
1: They we just missed them.
4: Yeah, um, Yeah,
1: do not if you have Skype, check to see what version you're on. If you're on versions anything but 8, don't update it because version 8 is horrible.
0: That's like the that Apple one that crashed everybody's phones yeah. and was just terrible. I usually don't I usually don't do updates for a couple of weeks until I know that. Oh. It's the thing about Skype okay. 8, my
6: Mac's a whole series behind. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's better. The yeah. thing about be Skype behind.
6: 8 is
1: that they took away features on purpose though. It's not broken. They took away the ability uh, to turn off the ringer. That's always on now. Ooh. Well, they took away good. the ability to make it so Skype doesn't automatically adjust your microphone volume when you're in a call. Uh, they took away group calls. So you the, can't do that anymore. All the good
0: features yeah. they took away. It's uh, insane. How do they make money? Oh, I bet. I bet they're. I bet that What they're going to do is
5: going to be Skype if you, you want. If
0: you want those features,
4: you yes, want
5: to yeah. Pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how that's you what make I was money?
4: talking yeah. to Andy about because Dave uses that for his guests, and he, there's how times he has. Two guests that need to be on. Yeah, you can't sure. do that anymore. He can't do that. So uh, what he has to do is... There must be a premium. He has to have the st- the... A studio call one of the guests and he'll call one of the i mean it's yeah it's so bizarre. they haven't made it a
6: premium option yet no no they oh, so just
4: updated like, it when last you update you got
6: to have that sales pitch ready yeah, tell
4: you would think that that's to
1: downgrade would do. to skype seven and seven point anything it all yeah, works I'll yeah i'll see that's
4: what you i can did figure that it, it's bizarre i mean yeah
6: just downgrade it you can't <laughs> that's turn the ringer <laughs> off it's sometimes the solution it's insane <laughs> it's, but it's true yeah go back to the original build yep
4: yeah it's it's
6: but that's cool that Skype does that because I I've seen other podcasts where they're like I don't know how to have more than one caller in, mm-hmm. we only have one phone line and they could just be using Skype.
1: Yeah, we just eventually we we're going to have a phone in here, but then someone didn't do their job. I don't really know. Who. Oh,
6: so people can't even call phone number in here right
1: nope. now? It's all Skype. <laughs> so, i don't know it's i
0: mean because this is an office building and we
1: don't have control over everything yeah oh.
0: and your rent kind of includes one phone line mm-hmm. in here and i think we would have to actually maybe get a whole separate phone line
1: there's our guest
4: there he is oh hi
0: hi daniel <laughs> i
7: <laughs> i thought i was in the twilight zone
4: you were <laughs> yeah the twilight zone of skype right now because they of Updated their stuff, so it's just bizarre how everything is working out. Was with-
1: <laughs> we're figuring it out. Yeah, I think
4: apparently oh, there was an upgrade. Well, I'm so glad
1: that, I, that it went through.
0: Yeah, there's an upgrade that downgraded the service. Apparently,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah <Okay>. literally, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, hi, Daniel. Hi, how do you how do you pronounce your last name? We were we were going on and on about it. Before we, oh,
7: you know, talking. I'm not even sure that I say it right, but I think it's supposed to be de De <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what we thought. It's called uh, Vizet in Belgium, and it's de De, Vizet. de Vizet.
0: I like that. That's oh, kind yeah, of fun pretty pretty to say.
7: Cool. Thank well, thank
4: you.
1: De
0: Vizet. well, Daniel is promoting his book, The Comeback Greg LeMond, The True King of American Cycling, and A Legendary Tour de France. So, you wrote this book. Are you uh, racing? Guy yourself? Do you,
7: do you... <laughs> no, you know, um, I'm a I'm a newspaper guy going back many many years. I worked at the Washington Post, the Miami Herald. Uh, I tried to get a job at the Star Tribune once, but it didn't work out. Yeah, um, would lucky. have loved to have lived in Minneapolis. <laughs> um, and you know, newspaper people are absolutely completely comfortable covering stuff they've never actually done. Okay. I mean, like in other in other words, to be a cop reporter, you don't have to have been a police officer. Right. Or to be a court reporter, you don't have to be a lawyer. Um, but I have noticed that a lot of the, the, the kind of niche cycling writers who write for cycling publications, I'd say most of them are, in fact, former racers, and I'm one of the few eyeballs, you know, who's not.
0: Well, I didn't I didn't realize that he was shot in a hunting accident in California. I mean, he lived, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if he still lives here, but he lived here a long time.
7: Yeah, um, that, that, part of the reason why I think the story works is, you know, for something like Boys in the Boat or like, even like Seabiscuit, these great, great yarns from the past. For it to really work, you have to not really know it, <clears throat> to mm-hmm. not really know the story. <clears throat> and with Greg, just n- not many people ever found out that he'd gotten shot. And the reason for that has to do with the politics of kind of being a an athlete or, or for that matter, like an actor or something. Um, if you get injured or ill, you don't usually make a big deal out of it because you don't want to lose your job. Yeah.
5: Okay.
7: Uh, and so Greg and his, and his doctors and his parents and his publicists all downplayed the injury. And what happens if you downplay something? Well, the media doesn't do much with it. So it was kind of a squib in the papers. There was no headlines that said, you know, Greg Lamond at, you know, death's door, because that wasn't what Greg and his doctors told people. Uh, it was characterized as a minor setback, even though it was actually a very major one.
0: So he was in the racing world be- before the accident.
7: Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he had won the tour and was the first American to win the Tour de France, you know, which is supposed to be like the most grueling athletic event in the world Sure. Uh, in 1986 and was on like the front page of the New York Times and was on the talk shows. He probably did Carson and stuff like that. And then he just vanished. Poof. And the reason he vanished was the shooting. So he just disappeared for a couple of years and nobody heard anything about him. Uh, and then he came back, you know, in splendid fashion in 1989, and had another big wave of publicity attendant to his even more amazing victory that year in the Tour de France.
4: Uh, um, Daniel, so- well, we have to take a quick break. Oh, so sorry. we'll talk about the night. I watched a YouTube video on it, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> that race in 1989 against, is it Laurent? Laurent Fignon laurent Fignon. okay (laughs) it's very french okay so we'll come back and we'll talk about that okay all right thanks
2: just like all of you i had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says well i received my first my pillow and i love it because i have a pretty big melon pretty big head and my pillow will prop it right up i can get my neck aligned and i sleep very well because of it mike lindell the inventor of my pillow has a very special offer for my listeners MyPillow is offering buy one MyPillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146. Priority courier experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Bicycle,
0: bicycle,
2: bicycle. <laughs> I get it.
4: I forgot all about yeah, this song. Yeah, I forgot
6: song. about this song. It's a
4: bizarre song coming from Queen, and they yeah. sing this whole song about bicycles. Well, this is
6: probably in that whole, the Bohemian Rhapsody album. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds what was the like album it doesn't.
4: Well, it's like I Night
6: at the Opera or something. Yeah, I,
4: I can't so. remember which exactly which album it came on, but yeah, it was a very odd. But it was a huge hit for them. Yeah, because well, Queen could do that. They could take any subject, do a, a rock opera song, and
0: it was a hit. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard <laughs> Show. Uh, Tom Bernard is out accepting an award, the iconic award, someplace in Minneapolis. Congratulations, Dan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have Daniel Divise. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's perfect. Our critically acclaimed author and journalist who has written a new book called The Comeback, Greg LeMond, The True King of American Cycling and A Legendary Tour de France. So, Cassie, you had some questions about a YouTube video that you said oh, you watched.
4: Well, yeah, I, I watched the um, YouTube video of him winning the 1989 Tour de France by eight seconds. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was, like, well, we're obviously in America, so we go by miles, but it was 3,260 kilometers, which comes out to be 2,025.67 oh, miles. So and he won it by eight seconds. Once he crossed the finish line, he just sat and watched and waited to see if someone was going to beat his time, and he won by eight seconds. It was phenomenal. That's amazing. Yeah.
7: so and-, yeah. and he was behind by 50 seconds, which is also kind of an absurdly small sum at the start of that last little race. And so everybody thought he was going to lose. And the, if you listen to the commentators, they're they're having a heart attack pretty much as he's turning it around at the last moment. And mm-hmm. nobody thought Greg was going to win that race. No one.
0: That's amazing. And didn't he also suffer cancer of some kind? Uh, no,
4: actually, um, the guy, Laurent. That... Or is it Laurent? <laughs> I, I,
7: well, oh, sorry, you're right. Fignon uh, died of cancer, yeah. uh, gosh, uh, about eight, nine years ago. Hmm. Uh, lung cancer. And then, of course, Lance Armstrong, and this is a huge, you Uh know, part of our, for better or worse, part of our popular culture, he contracted testicular cancer in 96, and he had his own comeback, which was just as, I mean, even actually more probably well-known in 99, when he came back from cancer and, you know, to great, great, uh, you know, cheers and applause from the the cancer survivor community and won the tour himself. I'm guessing
1: Fignon didn't smoke.
7: Uh, I think he...
1: high altitude. I, I,
7: I want to say that he had, but um, the weird mm. thing was, yeah. So a lot of these, a lot of these cyclists die kind of young. Yeah, I mean they punish their bodies yeah. horribly in competition, mm-hmm. and then you know they, a lot of them dope. I, I dare say yeah. most of them dope if you consider doping as a very broad category that includes mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different things like amphetamines, alcohol. In the old days, they in the old days these cyclists would take like ether and. Strychnine and Jeez. cocaine and all sorts of insane things. Oh, and wow. it, it just batters their bodies. And a lot of them die prematurely.
1: That, yeah, that kind of
5: that's a
0: grueling uh,
1: sustained, race. yeah sustained physical uh activities well yeah it'll wear you down well almost literally. every
0: everybody has seen those you know beautiful photos of the of the bicyclists and the racing guys and they're they're smoking cigarettes and they're in training and they're just kind of well that was I, I think with lance armstrong that was the first time i ever heard the
4: term blood doping
0: i believe yeah, right. what they, they oxygenate their blood or something
7: well, what, what happened was very similar to what happened in baseball. Um, every, everybody in baseball took, well, a lot of people took stuff in the 70s and the 80s, like the Mike Schmidt era, the Willie Stargell era.
6: But oh, how was that it cycle didn't really era?
7: make any difference. I mean, it wasn't, like, decisive until yeah. when? The 90s, I guess, in baseball, when suddenly there was stuff you could take that would actually make you hit 70 home mm-hmm. runs. Yeah. Uh, oh, and steroids. very similar in cycling. Most, a lot of the guys in the Peloton took stuff in the 70s and the 80s, but it, it couldn't. It wasn't transformative. It couldn't turn you into a superhero. And then suddenly it could, uh, around okay. about 91, 92, 93. These would be the years when Lamond, our hero, starts to fade because he can't keep up anymore. Uh, and, and from that point on, to the pre- unfortunately, to the present day, there are cocktails of things, testosterone, yep. this thing called EPO, uh, blood, blood doping. Uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff, including <laughs> motors <laughs> that you can put, use to help you or your bike go faster.
1: Do they not inspect bikes before the tour?
7: <laughs> I think they do now. Um, uh, they didn't, though? <laughs> I don't know when this motor thing happened. And, and there's been a person actually caught with a concealed motor in an actual it's bicycle. Ridiculous. A so, wow. you know, Belgian woman. So it's real. It's not just ridiculous talk
4: well oh, yeah because uh, we were talking about that like wh- do they do inspections
7: i just um, asked that
4: yeah. oh i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm multitasking
7: uh, is a big champion of this he thinks that you should and this might seem obvious but this is not what's done he thinks that everybody should be limited to riding one bike per event in other words you start the day on the on a bike you finish the event on the same bike at the end of the day and the bikes should be sequestered kind of like, you know, uh-huh. label tags yeah. and put in somewhere safe so nobody can tamper with them. Right. And yes, they are tested, but LeMond would argue that they aren't tested well enough, that there are better tests than the ones that are used. And there is a tradition going back decades whereby the cycling organizations that run these events are always years behind in coming up with tests and in coming up with successful tests that actually catch the cheaters. They're always behind, and they're behind now.
0: Daniel, in your research, uh, has the Tour de France changed? Has it always been this length? Or, or has, has cyclists got faster and better and equipment got faster and better? Did they extend the, the race?
7: Oh, right. Now, that's a good question. It's a weird sport. Okay. If you go back to its, its mm-hmm. beginnings in the late 1800s, it was very, very, very popular in America. I mean, it was actually more popular in baseball at the turn of the century. And why it was so popular was it was sick. I mean, it was just this like an X game sort of spectacle of human suffering. Mm-hmm. There were six, uh... six day races that literally went on for six days, 24 hours a day. And, oh my and they'd ride it was like, a, like one of these mar- dance marathons. They'd ride until they collapsed. Oh, well. Wow. And the Tour de France evolved out of that tradition. So it was like this sick, extreme sport. Uh, and it hasn't really changed. I mean, it's, it's actually less hard than it was. I think the first couple of years, you, you basically rode until you dropped. I think the, the, the 3,000 kilometers were done in like six stages instead of 21. Oh, uh, but that's where that's the origin of the sport. It's not like an American athletic contest. It's meant to be basically a spectacle of human suffering <laughs> it's kind of akin to running a marathon every day for three consecutive weeks
0: oh my well God. then you can almost you know not blame people for trying to get an edge because it's mm-hmm. it's it's inhuman mm-hmm. to be able to do this well, yeah
7: well, especially look at the look at the guys I mean look at the pictures of the people riding the tour right now I mean they look sick
0: yeah they do yeah, they look <laughs> like un- yeah. they look very
4: like unhealthy and thin like yeah, they're...
6: bicyclists look thin though in
1: general Well, the thinner you are, the less weight you're propelling. So, yeah, kind
4: of like a jockey. Yeah, exactly. For uh, horse (laughs) racing, it's right. Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right. It's the same principle: less weight to drag up the hills. And they're in the mountains right now. I think today, maybe they're at the Alpe d'Huez, which is—I might be wrong about that—but they're at one of the iconic mountaintops this very day. And the question is, which guy from Team Sky, the great British team, which guy is going to end up winning? Because it seems like one of them will.
4: Okay. Well, do these guys, I mean, during the, the Tour de France, do they eat, like, high-carb foods? Because you would think that they would need it to keep up endurance.
7: Yeah, actually, Lance Armstrong was on NPR, yesterday. I think it was yesterday, talking about this very point. Um, he reminded the interviewer that they consume thousands and thousands of calories, like— plate after plate of pasta and like muesli and just carbs, carbs, potatoes. And as much as they eat, and they eat a lot, they never eat enough. I mean, look at them again. They're, 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 they're thin as rails. They Mm -hmm. they eat thousands of calories. Think about again, like a marathon and how many calories you'd consume in -hmm. running a marathon. They burn that many calories every day. So they eat just tons of food, but they don't get any 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 wider.
0: Their camelbacks are filled with gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They're> just <laughs> right. Second on a gravy straw. <laughs> the only way I'd survive.
7: <laughs> now I should I should add that LeMond in his racing days looked great. I mean back then in the nineties and eighties they were they put had a little more meat on their bones. Uh, Dan Zeman, who's a great Minneapolis uh, exercise physiologist, mm-hmm. who I interviewed could talk to you about that i mean they, they 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 carried a little more weight back then i feel like it was all a little more like normal then it's gotten where they've these days they push everything to the absolute limit like the the, the, the fewest you know ounces that you can carry on your body and on your bike
0: and after doing all this research and talking to these these uh, athletes do you think that they're crazy or do you have a, a better respect for them now
7: well, I I think that in order to to and I would every time at a book talk I've done like fifteen of them I get a laugh when I say this because people in the room are usually really really serious cyclists. Okay. What I say is in order to get really serious about cycling you have to have some kind of inner demon and everybody chuckles when I say that because they all seem to have some kind of inner demon. Um, now in Lamont's case it's kind of tragic. Uh, he was a victim of, of sexual abuse as a child oh. and I you know the the, the the sort of narrative here is that. I believe, and, and I think he's kind of indicated that cycling, the punishment of cycling, the focus of it, you know, the, the pain of it, the and the endorphins of it all kind of helped focus him, helped kind of deliver him from a really dark time in his life as a kid, and that that might be why he got so into cycling as, a, as like a 14, 15-year-old boy. But trust me, all of them, I mean, Lance, Landis all of them have some kind of demons that are making them do this stuff because it's so hard.
0: It sounds incredible. I, 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 have, I like to bicycle, but I, nothing, nothing <laughs> like these people. And one time we went up to Duluth, uh, Minnesota, which is a very hilly area, and we went, I don't know, maybe 25 miles, and I had to stop and hurl. Yeah. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> and I was starving to death for like a week afterwards. I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I can't even imagine doing this. Oh. I mean,
7: uh, I, I, I rode up to Lake Geneva from Chicago one time, and then rode back the next day, and that was that's about as much as I've ever done.
0: Is it is it hilly, too?
7: No, it's just far. <laughs> it's like a hundred miles there, a hundred miles back. I think, oh, yeah, and I was a lot. lot younger then than I am now. But uh, you've got some serious terrain up that way, and it's beautiful too. It uh, is. It's very part of the beautiful. Lovely.
0: Yeah, we've got some beautiful bike paths up in uh, in Duluth, and if you do want to train on hills, man, they're up there, and yeah. that's mm. to me that's the hardest thing. Distance is okay, but hills kill. Yeah. Well. Thanks for c- coming on, and you can buy your book at Amazon. Do you have a website you'd like to promote?
7: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Well, Um and at, at this point, it's out there enough that if you type in, like, Comeback Book Lamond, you'll find it. Um, it's available, of course, on Amazon and at all your favorite independent bookstores, and I'm so grateful for, for your time because people up there really love Greg and Kathy He's got yes. so many fans In Minnesota Yes he does Yeah and I'll,
4: I'll post A link in our uh, Episode post Of your book in and social media Yep and people Can just click the link It'll take them Right to Amazon To order the book
7: Great Oh, oh and please Let me add uh, City Pages Your esteemed Weekly Is doing a big Excerpt on The issue that runs I think the 25th
0: Oh okay Great Yeah
7: about the shooting So you can learn All about it Okay oh, nice. great Well
0: thanks for your time And uh Get, get his book, The Comeback, Greg LeMond, The True King of American Cycling, and A Legendary Tour de France, Daniel de Vizet. Thank you so much for your time.
7: Uh, merci. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, I'll,
4: I'll also post that. It's like a four-minute YouTube video of that oh, last. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're talking would about watch that eight head. seconds. Yeah, for over two thousand miles and he was behind. Fifty seconds. Fifty five seconds. Just, he just, I don't know. He just had that probably that burst of Just I'm gonna win this yes. thing. <laughs> <Or luck. laughs> just,
6: I would say that's just a luck. <laughs> Yeah, luck right when you get down to eight seconds i would
4: i would ride my bike 10 miles and i'd be killed over on the side yeah. of the road oh my god her. i would die i would just die i have <laughs> that's why i have a cruising bike i can just cruise i have a basket yeah. on the front a spot that's for my, the kind
6: of bike i ride
4: yes it, and i even have a spot More for
0: transportation
4: i have a spot yeah. on the back where i could strap stuff down to it yeah Use yeah, it for yeah. I could put a cooler back there. But well, you okay. never
6: have to worry with a cruising bike. I don't know if your bike's like that, where it doesn't have gears.
0: Yep.
6: So you never have to worry about the chain coming off. Yeah. But you that's never why have to, I have it. But
0: you can't ever go up a big hill.
4: Yeah. Well, you can going you, That's where you get your
6: exercise. You have to stand up. You're, yeah. you're
0: better off getting off your bike and
4: just yeah. walking Absolutely.
0: up Absolutely. I used to have a big, heavy bike, and I was just like, my God, this thing, this is like pushing a plow horse. This yes. It was terrible. Yes. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I...
4: I, I I like watching these endurance-type um, sports because it's like how far can they push themselves before they break? I mean, you have – I don't know how marathon – I've never run a marathon. I don't know how
0: I, – I could never do it. I would pass well, out. Well, hopefully you never have to. And we'll, <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll be back in 10 minutes with the second part.